0: Hello, welcome to the Business Geeks podcast. This is our third episode and we are talking about networking. I think networking is a great topic because it is the thing as business owners that we almost love to hate. And I know personally, I spent years dreading and hating networking as a a shy introvert. Networking was the last thing I ever wanted to do. I think that networking
1: puts us out of our comfort zone. I mean, you know, it's a situation that we can't control. It's, you know, we don't want to be the one caught out with losing our train of thought without not knowing what to say, without feeling like we've said something silly, feeling like we don't fit in. Like there's lots of things that we don't like about that And then also, you know, we don't like being put in situations where maybe other people make us feel uncomfortable. And I know that that's what we're going to touch on today as well. I'm an extrovert, but I still don't like being at networking events. So it's not just an introverted thing. So introverts, don't use it
0: as an excuse. Lots of us don't like it. It's it's (laughs) true. And I spent years just avoiding networking, hating networking, dreading networking, having having nervous sweats. I I would go into networking events and I would just immediately feel as if there was a spotlight on my head pointing Mm -hmm. out all my awkwardness. I, I had a hard time like you know, you know the, the people that you know are in a circle they're already talking and yeah. and you and you're like I want to join the circle and talk too but you you just I wasn't very smooth at doing that I just felt like I was like hanging outside the circle like awkwardly trying to act like I belonged but I really uh-huh. didn't it, it happened so I was awful. at an event
1: just the other night and that happened everyone was all paired up and it's I was the standing there all on my own thinking if I slide into one of these conversations <laughs> is it going to 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 be pushy. Maybe they're talking about something private and I shouldn't be there. (laughs)
0: Should I body check somebody or should I just slither in like a snake? It's so it's bad. Thing. It's a thing. It is it is a thing. So after all those years of just hating and dreading networking, I have to say in the past year, I have done a 360 and I actually love networking now, but it's because I've been very intentional about it. And, and prior to that year, I got over my avoidance of networking by actually creating my own events, uh, micro events, and now uh, boutique conferences. And honestly, it was it's very very hard to do those things, but it gave my shy introverted self all the control I needed in Mm. order to be in a room with strangers because Mm. I controlled every aspect of, of the event from the venue to the time, the date. I knew who was coming because I created it and they were coming because I created it. So that was my workaround. It was a very involved workaround to get around my shyness and my introversion, but it was effective. And, and, and now I, I don't, dread it nearly as much, but it's because I'm very careful about the networking events and situations that I put myself in. Mm,
1: Look, I think that's absolutely genius that you created your own events. And I think it's the big, it's such a big value bomb. We could almost end the show there, but we're not going to. (laughs) No
0: way, we have so much more to say. Absolutely. I feel like this is my opportunity to get my revenge on all the people that made networking awful for me. But in saying that it is something that as business
1: owners that we do have to do, I think that it's, it's not something that we can just think, oh, we don't want to do it. We just won't do it because it is such an important piece to our business is being connected with the, with other people so people know what it is we do you know finding joint venture partners getting referrals all these things happen from networking and Even though I just mentioned that there are some times I don't like networking, I also at other times love it. And I also have done some workarounds myself. And I think one of the biggest workarounds that I found for me was that attending events I think of as networking. And the reason I love networking at events rather than at, I'm going to put it in air quotes, networking events is that people aren't walking in with the intention. I have to make sure that that person gets my business card and I want to make five sales today at an event it's like that is off the table they're there for the for the information or the education whatever they're at the event for and i think that that just puts people in a completely different frame of mind
0: Oh, I completely agree. That's such a great tip because you also have so much more to naturally discuss at an event mm. because mm-hmm. you all have something in common that brought you together to be in this one location together. And you can also talk about the event itself. You know, what what sessions did you enjoy? And, and uh, you know, are you going to the the thing tonight, the party tonight? I mean, there's so much to, to talk about. And people, I think, expect and want to meet people that have that same interest and share that commonality. So I think it's it's much more, feels much more natural to strike up a conversation.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing that I wanted to say, because I know that you're going to go into the different types of people that we meet <laughs> at networking events, yes. but I think that it's also wise to think about networking being in, in not just in person as well. I think about LinkedIn as networking. I think about mm-hmm. connecting with other business owners on Facebook as networking. You know, there's a lot of different ways, you know, even jumping on Zoom calls with, you know, with people is also networking. So I know that the principles that you're going to talk about, Jen, we can apply them to in-person events, but also to online places as well.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that. I had that in my notes as well, because honestly, we're, we have so little time and particularly business owners. We just, you know, a lot of us are business owners, we're, um, we're wives, we're husbands, we're parents, uh, we're caregivers of parents. Uh, we own own pets. I mean, there are so many responsibilities and things that we're juggling that, uh, you know what? Sometimes you just don't have time to drive mm. to a networking event and, and attend it and drive back. I mean, it's just not practical. So I love that we have the ability to have, uh, you know, real connections with people online and with tools such as Zoom where you can actually meet face to face. The possibilities for growing your network have expanded so incredibly. Oh. It's very exciting exciting.
1: So much. It is really exciting. And and I love connecting with people from LinkedIn and jumping on a Zoom with all of my connections. It's another form of networking. It
0: is absolutely. It's absolutely a form of networking. So I had it. So if you are at a traditional networking event, I have a tip. This is something that I do that I started doing. And actually, it works for me. I'm thinking it might work for somebody else. So, walking into a room full of strangers, it still makes me a little nauseous, right? So, I'm like, (laughs) where do I go? Who do I go to first? So, now what do I do? What I do is I go straight to the bar or wherever they have drinks not because I'm an alcoholic, but because it gives me a, something to do. And what I find is I always end up meeting somebody in line, mm-hmm. uh, waiting for a drink and striking up a conversation. And then once you get your drink, you just sort of migrate away from the bar and and your first connection is, is off to the races. I also feel very sophisticated with a glass of wine in my hand. And- <laughs> I don't know if that is, real, is, you know, reality. I don't know if I actually do look more sophisticated, but the, the fact is I feel more sophisticated. And that just gives me a little, you know, an extra ounce of confidence that is always helpful in those situations.
1: I absolutely love that. And I do the same. Uh, <laughs> do? I also am not an alcoholic, but I love my wine. Um, <laughs> but for me, it's because I would rather have something in my hand yes. than fidget. Yes. You I'd know, you're, you're holding it. So it's okay. And then you're not coming across as, you know, bit- nervous or, or fidgety so it's yes. a great way to just take you know take the uh, the spotlight off the fact that you know that I'm nervous which is funny because most probably 90 percent of the other people in the room are feeling the same way
0: yeah but they hide it so well and of they probably <laughs> feel the same way about us they probably are like I, they I had no idea you were you know shaking inside um, and feeling nauseous I had I couldn't tell you hide it so well but you're Absolutely. right I mean we're we're we all feel awkward unless we're what do you, what would you say as a sociopath or somebody that just doesn't have that self or I don't know that they don't care what other people think about them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. But they're not normally, they're not normally at networking events anyway. No. They don't like, they don't like to, uh, to schmooze with
0: other people. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. So, so go to networking events. It's where sociopaths do not hang out. <laughs> Oh, Oh, absolutely. All right. Do you have, do you have any, uh, any other tips, Sam? I know you do. I know, I know you're a wealth of networking tips.
1: Absolutely. So everyone knows that they don't want to meet this person, yet people still show up as this person. The person that walks up to you and hands you their business card and starts talking to you about what they sell. Yes. Don't be that
0: person. Don't Do not be that, be that person. person. I call that the business card pusher.
1: Ah. The, the
0: pusher, Or just the pusher. And I agree with you so much. I think my rule it is in terms of networking, networking, networking etiquette is I never give a business card unless somebody asks for it. Ah, that's interesting.
1: That's really interesting. I'd not thought about that before. My tip was going to be that if (laughs) someone starts to talk to, someone starts to talk to me about what it is that they do, I usually say, I'd love to have your card so we can talk about this later on. I never ever talk about what it is that someone does at a networking event. I like to keep it per personal, learn about them, maybe a little bit about what it is they do. Cause I want to know whether, uh, you know, there's an yeah. interest there, but I never want to hear anything further about the business. I'll take the card. Let's connect on LinkedIn or I'll email you after the event and let's jump on a call and discuss how we can create a win-win, you know, discuss any possible win-win opportunities. I never do it
0: at a networking event. It just, oh, it just sort smart. of cuts them off. <laughs> yeah, that, that is really smart, Sam. I'm gonna try that I haven't actually tried that like let's pick this up later that's that's great that is so cool I mean you guys you should be writing this down out there just write these tips down they're so good okay so my my next tip if any of you were wondering why I have some birds on me I have um a bird in my hair and I have two birds on my shoulder and that was a visual to demonstrate my second tip I have a feeling my tips are not that great. My second tip is to wear a converse a conversation starter. Oh, I have to wear okay. a conversation starter. It could be a parrot on your shoulder, real Or fake. Um, Or it could just be an interesting piece of jewelry, uh, some sort of accessory. I have this, I I tuned into this because I started wearing this jacket that I, a friend of mine makes these jean jackets. And what she does is she takes these jean jackets and she shows, she sews fringe on the, um, on the Ah. arms. And so when you put your arms up, it's this rainbow fringe. They're, they're really cool. And I had it hanging in my closet for literally a year because I thought, oh, it's a little flashy. I don't know. I don't know. I love it. But I don't know if I feel I feel a little weird wearing it out. But one day I was like, I am wearing it to this networking event, and it was so. First of all, it was so much fun to wear, and so many people came up to me asking me about the jacket, and that led to further conversation. So again, it wasn't. I didn't have to go up to as many people. People mm. were coming up to me, and that sparked a conversation. And I am still friends with some of those people today. How believe awesome it or that. not? How awesome is that? <laughs> But I want to know, have you ever
1: been to a networking event with birds on your shoulder? No, I haven't yet. I haven't. I love like that you have
0: yet. <laughs> like, I haven't yet, but I'm I'm okay doing that. I'm not I'm not opposed to going to a networking event with birds on me. I think that's fantastic. And a
1: great, a great tip because the opposite side to that is for someone that is introverted or doesn't know how to start a conversation, what a fantastic way to say, I love those birds, or wow, look at those shoes, or oh that just jacket's gorgeous. Where did you get it? So it takes away the, um, I guess, the barrier to knowing what to say.
0: It's just easy to go, wow, look at that. Well, and and the other, yes, all of that, Sam, all of that. And you want to be memorable and it's Mm -hmm. so easy not to be memorable, particularly if if you're in a a sea of people. I live in the Washington DC area and navy blue is an exciting color here. So anytime that somebody wears a bright color, even just a bright color, you will stand out in a DC networking event. So, and and if if I think back to networking events that I've been at, the people that I tend to remember tend to have something striking about them. Like they've, mm. they've worn something that stood out or have had some sort of dynamic personality. They've done something to make themselves You know stand out in the crowd and you know me not having maybe the dynamic personality i am okay wearing something a little weird Mm, it helps i think that's great i think it's great yeah and i also think it's awesome that as an introvert you're okay to do that yeah well that's where the the background and improv has helped because Uh i I make a fool of myself on stages all the time so i'm used i'm used to being laughed at in that way. Not in that I don't that know. Way. I don't, I, I'm not so certain. <laughs> I'm I'm be so so sure. Sure. Don't be so awesome.
1: sure. Awesome. So my next tip is, and I, I did touch on it very, very quickly just before, is always follow up. And I like to follow up within 24 hours. Uh, usually LinkedIn is my preferred way to follow up unless someone has specifically said, I would normally ask, how would you, how would you like me to connect? Some people are really into, you know, Facebook, but whatever way it is, I always is follow up and say, Hey, look, it was great to meet you and hear about blah blah blah. And and again, that's how I normally get that next that next call booked to be able to have a longer chat with that person or if i don't want to do that at least i have followed up and and said you know it was great to meet you
0: that is so strategic i love it and there're also ways to to automate that too in terms of having your your new contacts into your email automations you have to be careful how you do that because you want it to you still want it to be authentic but if you're doing a lot of networking and you're just not able to keep up with all the follow-ups, that may be some help there. So yes, I love that tip. That is so great.
1: Can I ask you about that then? Automation,
0: how do you automate a follow-up if you've just met someone? Yeah. So I learned about this recently from one of my clients who is an expert at automation. I'll give her a shout out because I've mentioned her before. Everything I know, apparently I've learned from Mary Sue. Dana, ah, Mary Sue digital. <laughs> Um, So she taught me this trick and she actually this is I think she may have something available on her website at worksmarterdigital.com but essentially she uses that app that I recommended last week called Uh cam card and she uploads her contacts there or scans business cards and gets her contacts in her contact list somewhere I think she I don't know it maybe it goes to like a google sheet or something and then Uh she zaps those emails into her active campaign automation where there's a an email like nurturing sequence to for co- her, her contacts that she meets wow. specifically at networking events. Wow. That and is so cool. Events. Yeah. It's so cool. It's, it's a little bit of magic. I think. It is of magic. a
1: little bit of magic. I think that if you're not going to that many events, it's always nice to do a personal follow-up, but it's great to know that there's automation available. I had no idea that that was even a thing. It's a thing. It's a total wow. thing.
0: Wow. All right. So this next tip, it's very basic, but I think just the term networking has now so much negative connotation to it that mm-hmm. I in my brain I have renamed it relationshiping. It rolls off the tongue. I I relationship Relation... relationshiping. Please do it. not say it 10 times fast you won't be able to it. <laughs> Relationshiping. So essentially, it's it's not about being that business card pusher. It's not about you know selling your 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 services and your business or your products like a speed dating event. It really is about forming new relationships. And those mm. people may or may not be able to benefit your business in any way. Uh, but you may be able to help them, and that is a powerful thing to be able mm-hmm. to help people. And that tends to pay back in spades later on. So So just think about forming new relationships Uh, be authentically curious, have real conversations that are worth continuing after the networking event, which Sam just said is a great networking tip is to continue that conversation and follow up, but you really need a good starting conversation to begin with. So, so have some real conversations, be a real person.
1: How about that? That's just like, be a real person. Yeah. (laughs) awesome
0: try I mean yeah no I think no I think
1: that you're right that networking has got that that connotation that's not evil but you know it's got that that thought of have to go there to get more business to sell and I think going in and thinking you know what's your name where do you you know where do you love to vacation Uh, you know what pets do you have actually learning about the person rather than going in for that business transaction and here's the goals in that the people that feel valued that you actually care about them are the people that you're more likely to do business with anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love that's
1: it. love it. Relationshiping.
0: Relationshiping. I know somebody's I, I was, probably going to suggest a much better, catchier word for it. Go it's ahead. funny because when, when you said
1: relationshipping, I thought you were going to say you were going to, you know, like drop ship it or, you know, send it off somewhere. I was like, where's she going with this? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And just like uh, Brent Basham just said, it's not worrying about the outcome takes the pressure off. Oh, that's and so it's just, true. Yeah. So, it's so true.
0: Yes. That's a great point. That's a great point. Take some of that pressure off. We all feel enough pressure. We feel pressure in every aspect of our lives. Like anytime we can take the pressure off, release that that valve a little bit. Uh, that's a good good tip. Thanks, Brent.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Brent. So piggybacking off that, I think that I want people to think about coming into networking with the value that they can give, not what they can take. And yes. that's for the event, for the relationships, for the people they meet. Everything. It's always about adding value. How can I add value to you? How can I be of service to you? How can I do something to help you? And I think that that's the way that we should be thinking about going into all networking.
0: Absolutely. I I completely agree. Yeah. Be a giver, not a taker. It'll always work out best. Absolutely. Make a promise.
1: Make love, not war.
0: <laughs> right. That's right. That's what we're about here. I have I have another tip. Uh, it's kind of uh, you know, unrelated to that, but if you're having a hard time at networking events, maybe you're you're just so bad at networking that that you are are not getting any sort of relationship out of it, consider being uh, a networking event sponsor or offer to volunteer it's a way to to have a deeper participation in the networking event um, and it also showcases you and your business in a way that again doesn't involve you necessarily walking up to people because typically a sponsor a sponsor will be presented in some way and that will uh, inspire or instigate people being curious about you and your business i highly recommend it particularly if you if if you are talking about traditional local networking events. They are hungry for sponsors and sponsorships typically don't cost a lot. I just uh, signed up to be a sponsor to a, a local, a LinkedIn local networking event. And my sponsorship just cost me some some food. I just have to feed feed some people. And it, it really didn't cost me an arm and a leg. And I'm going to be associated with that event leading up to it, during it, and maybe even after it, because uh, the event organizer does a really good job of pre and post event marketing. So it was completely worth my small investment. And I really like the events they put on. So, so think about that and look for those opportunities to be involved in a different way.
1: Mm, That is absolutely brilliant. You are just full of gold today, Jen. I I love Um,
0: it when you love something that I say. I mean, it just makes my
1: day. You always are full of gold and I knew that you were going to be just delivering value bonds galore today. But what I love about that tip is that it positions you as the authority, which means that it breaks down that barrier of you having to, to go and speak to people because other people will come and open up the conversation with you so it, that it takes that that awkwardness out and I think that you know it's the best way to get in front of everyone at that event rather than only get around to half of the room and uh, and miss seeing people that is that is genius
0: Oh, well, thank you. I try, I, I, I try, I, <laughs> I, I, I have notes. I'm, I have notes that I made for this episode. I'm love actually it, looking at it. them. I'm looking at my notes.
1: <laughs> uh, very good. Very good. So my next tip is actually about networking online rather than in person. And specifically, when I came up with this tip, I was thinking about LinkedIn because this is where I see it happening most often. And that is that when you are on an online platform, be it LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever, think about whatever it is that you're doing would you do it in person? So if you wouldn't walk up to someone in a room and say, hi, Jennifer, my name's Sam. This is what I do. I'm a business coach. Would you like to spend $10,000 on my services? If you wouldn't do that to someone in person, don't do it online. That makes total sense when you say that. It does. It makes total sense. Because there's so many spammy people on LinkedIn that are ruining (sighs) it for the rest of us that are trying to open up real conversations. I actually have a screenshot from someone's LinkedIn account that they sent me today so I can't wait I can't wait I can't wait to see it I can't wait oh my goodness so let me just open it up I'm so glad one of us has um, visual material ah so this person says so this is the person that's reaching out to connect I'll use your name hi Jen I saw we had connections in common and I wanted to reach out and see if you're open to exploring ways we can help one another look forward to chatting soon this was done in a very in in a way that they really are trying to get out there and get to know people and this person sends back thanks but I'm not after your services that was it thanks but I'm not after your services no problems incidentally that wasn't my purpose for connecting and not entirely sure what was in my message even suggested that I was trying to sell you something either way best of luck and the response comes back your message didn't say that your title on your profile did I'm not actually interested in connecting to those who aren't potential clients that is not a way to wow. connect with people on LinkedIn so oh. please don't ruin it for the people like us that really do honestly want to reach out and connect with people and have conversations and get to know them and how we could possibly work together whether it's in a client situation it could be a joint venture it could be some sort of partnership it could be referrals it could be so many things and it's not necessarily a client so if if you wouldn't stand in front of someone and say something that I think is extremely rude, don't do it online.
0: Oh my gosh, that, what a jerk. I'll say it, Sam, because I know you're too nice to say it. (laughs) That was a jerk move. And you know what? It's a small world, people. It's a very Uh small world. I have a, I have an example of that. I don't know if I should do it now or when we talk about I I had a list. I had a list. It was the 13 types of networkers that ruin it for everybody. But the list has grown. I think I'm now up to like 16. But there's probably like 13 (laughs) strong ones. But these are the type of people that sort of make us all hate networking. And I think there's a little bit of this in all of us. I think these these archetypes of networkers that I've that I have identified. I think we all have a little bit of it a little bit of each one in us and maybe some of those things come out sometimes and Mm -hmm, we need to to watch it. Um, And if not, I think you all know these people. So I'm gonna start naming. I'm gonna start calling them out. So first one I'd like to call out is the over talker. And this is the Mm -hmm. person who dominates the conversation, doesn't let anybody get get in a word in edgewise, has completely no self-awareness, does not care about a balanced conversation just cares about saying what he or she has to say have you seen this person at networking events I have oh my goodness
1: and don't we all hate to be stuck in the corner
0: unable (sighs) to get away
1: from this person when we can see out the corner of our eye all these other people that
0: we would like to connect with it's torture (laughs) it's just (laughs) torture (laughs) It's torture. And they always have very loud voices. So you you don't have a chance. You just don't have a chance to to do it. It's just exhausting. It is just exhausting. So the overtalker, these are the kinds of people that make us hate networking. All right. Who's number two on your list? The name dropper. Oh. Uh, this is someone what I, was oh. talking about this the other day. <laughs> the name dropper is, oh, this one drives me crazy because there's no good way, there's no good answer to the name dropper because it always goes something like, do you know so-and-so? And that so-and-so is somebody important. And if you do know so-and-so, then it's like, okay, I know so-and-so. Oh, great. If you don't know so-and-so, then it's like, oh, okay. Well, if you don't know that person, you must not be very important or you must not be very connected. I mean, there, I just, And I don't know, if you know a name dropper, I mean, they don't stop with one name. It's name after name after name, and it's exhausting. I don't like it. Nope, nope, nope. nope. So who's third on the list? All right. We talked about the business card pusher, so we can skip that one. All right. The overseller, which is a relative, <laughs> a not very distant relative of the business card pusher. The overseller <laughs> will definitely give you a business card. I was at, okay, here's, here's an overseller for you. I was at a networking event recently and I was on my way out of the networking event. I was heading towards the elevator and I got stopped by this woman who wanted to tell me all about her business she was an accountant and when i tell you she told me all about her business she did not i she talked nonstop for it must have been 3 or 4 minutes didn't ask me what kind of business i had didn't ask mm. me how established i was but it was a it was a networking event for business people. So I already had, I hadn't, I've had an accountant for years. I've, Why she didn't even ask if I had an accountant, how long I've been in business. This might have told her something. She just, and she shoved her business card at me and then she kept going and going and going. And it was ridiculous. And I was like, who does this? She didn't ask me anything mm. about myself other than my name. And then she was off to the races, but you know what? She's not the wow. the first or last overseller I'm going to see at a networking event, but it's just not effective. It was a total turn off. And
1: that's why I like to take my business conversations past the networking event because here's the thing. If, If we went to the doctor or our GP or whatever we call him because we've got something wrong with us and we're sick, if we walked in the room and the first thing he did was hand us a prescription, we would be worried. We would oh. know that that was very wrong. We yeah. would think, why isn't he asking me what my symptoms are? Why isn't he asking me why I'm here? And it is the same in business. We shouldn't be prescribing our services to people when we don't even know if they're an actual fit. It's um, it's a terrible assumption to make.
0: How dare you? How dare you, <laughs> overseller? How dare you? Calm down. <laughs> it's a little desperate too. Okay, yeah. Sam, I know you can relate to this one because every woman can. The hand crusher. (laughs) Ah! Yes,
1: I like a nice, strong, firm handshake. I don't like feeling like I need to go straight to the emergency department.
0: Oh my gosh, I was gonna say, there were times when I wondered if my little carpels were were crushed beyond repair. I came out with with a little lobster claw hand because I'd been crushed so many times. At some point, there was a business advice given that has never been forgotten, that is to have a firm handshake. Firm does not mean prove your brute strength to the person whose hand you are (laughs) shaking absolutely absolutely i've seen women do it too i've my hand has been crushed by a woman trying to prove something Oh wow!
1: Can I just say though, I don't like it when someone shakes your hand and it feels like they're tickling you. It just oh. feels creepy.
0: It feels creepy. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. I should have just made this the bad the bad handshaker. Uh, what about what about the person who doesn't take your whole hand but they just take your fingertips? <laughs> like, that's th- what my nana does. <laughs> And it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What is, what is this? That I feel like is also very creepy. But yes, the tickle, I don't understand what that means. I don't understand no. how that, how that came to be. What about the person who is like the anaconda? Like they wrap your hand um in a way that includes your wrist. I've never had that. We it's don't like,
1: have, we don't have those people in it's Australia.
0: Like, <laughs> what if you- it's like, it's like this, it's like. Wow. Like a full hand lock. Yeah, it's like. How Yeah, I don't, I I don't like that. Okay, do you, I don't mind this and I don't know why because I feel like I should hate it. The person who shakes, okay, how do I do this? They shake your hand, but they also touch your arm. I've never had that either. I, I clearly don't go to enough networking events either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, the, the sweaty handshake, nobody likes it, but I, I don't hold it against anybody. Well, I certainly don't because if I'm nervous, my hands sweat. So I wouldn't hold yeah. that against anybody. I mean, I sweat a lot. I don't know if it's a glandular problem that's been undiagnosed or what, but I'm just a natural sweater. I hope I, I don't think I have sweaty palms, but if I do, yeah, like you said, it it's not something that you can necessarily. Necessarily help so I'm very forgiving right. when it comes to the 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 sweaty handshake but yeah the the little the fingers the tickle the anaconda <laughs> I, don't tell, I don't like any of those who, who knew there was so much to do with handshakes yeah oh my goodness anyway I, okay yeah if, if, if anyone yeah. out there has a handshake they want to talk about definitely throw it in the the chat there I'm curious All right, who else have we got there? This is so long. I don't think we're going to be able to get to everyone. Okay, the scanner. The scanner is somebody who is looking, you're talking to them, but the whole time they're looking over your shoulder, scanning the room, and then they find something that somebody that they'd rather talk to, and they abandon you (laughs) mid-conversation. I'm not saying this has happened to me, but it's definitely happened to me more than once. Do you know what
1: though? I have to put up my hand and say, when I'm stuck in the corner with the person that's dominating the conversation, I turn into that person and I feel really bad for doing it, but I am not really good at sort of stopping the conversation. So instead I'm a bit of a jerk and I do that scan and just like bust out of there. So I also am that person.
0: Okay, I'll give you a pass in that situation because it is. It is. understand I understand that situation. We've all been in that situation. Okay. So you can scan if you're in a a very uncomfortable situation. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. How about the, the, I'm not contagious person.
1: Who is that person? I need more information. I'm confused.
0: (laughs) They're kind of like me. Like I'm getting, I'm getting over a cold, but so I could, I go to the networking event, you know, with all these people in a hot room with no windows and I'm coughing and I'm still sniffly and I'm still shaking people's hands. I'm comforting them by saying that I'm not contagious when yes, yes, you are contagious. That's gross. And nobody, nobody wants you out in public when you're still sick. If you're sick, stay home, please. Stay home. I'm not contagious person, because yes, yes, you are contagious and gross.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love how you get a bee in your bonnet so easily.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh maybe we should pick the the one that the last one. one. Yeah. Okay. This is my this might be my number one. It's the big, clever, quirky questioner. Do you know what I'm talking talking? about? Okay, it's it's the person that just, you know, has been told that to how to start a conversation is you ask a a clever question, something unusual, like how are you going to change the world? Or what do you want people to say about you when you leave the room? Or if you had 24 hours to live, how would you spend it? Slow down, stranger. I don't want to answer your big, deep questions. I'm here just to get a glass of wine and have some conversation, lighthearted conversation.
1: You know what's so funny is I thought it was only me that didn't like that. So I've never ever talked about about it. It's okay to do that when you're at dinner with friends that you've sure. known for a yes. long time because that is fun. But I remember someone asking me a, one of those big, deep questions the first time I met him, and I felt so awkward. I was like, yes. "I don't actually want to answer that." I'm it
0: like, like a deer might. in a head, in the <gasps> I didn't know. I thought it was only me. No, and I never have a good answer because I, I'm really bad uh, at thinking on my feet sometimes, and mm. and I'm never expecting it. Although I've been in these situations before, you think I'd have an answer ready just in case, but I never do. And instead, I just end up feeling so annoyed and irritated. So I like it. I will type up all of these. There's more because I got, you know how I am. I got on a roll. I'm going to make a list of these, uh, these networkers, the types of networkers that make us all hate networking. I'm going to make sure it's in our show notes so you guys can, can read and relate and add to the list. We'll keep a running list of these bad networkers. We need to be vigilant and make sure to keep them in check so that they don't ruin networking events for the rest of us. But I also think that the way that we can use these is to be very
1: self-aware yes. that we don't want to be those people too. So for me, it's not about pointing the finger and saying all of those people are, you know, just grinding our gears, but it's also like, I don't want to be that person. You know, we're all human. I've, yes. You know, I've done some weird and wonderful things at all sorts of different events. You know, I, I am the person that says the things that I
0: cringe at. Like I'll say oh, something yeah. and walk away, just going, "Oh my God, Sam, I can't yeah. believe we did that." We've all been there. And Brent, Brent reminds us to be forgiving. We are all very flawed. I'm Absolutely. a very forgiving person. Brent, don't worry. In fact, you know that person that has trapped Sam in the corner that she needs to get away from. I'm the person trapping her there because I'm really <laughs> bad at working the room. And if I find a friendly person, I tend to glom onto them <laughs> for way too long. Like they're all of a sudden like they're my family. They're my best friend. They're my. my they become my my life security. Friend. Bl- Blanket. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, so so I'm, so I'm a person that you'll want to get away one. from.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. We all do it. So thank you for sharing that with us so that we can become self-aware. But Jen, you found an article. I did. On, I can't even remember what it's called.
0: What? What the, did the, I the find? bracelet. What's the bracelet? Oh, the bracelet. Okay. So last week we had this like coolish or foolish segment and that was about the Samsung flip phone. So I wanted to keep it going. I thought, oh, it'd be really cool if we had kind of a, a a small tech segment so i found this bracelet and it is called the bracelet of silence right did i get that right am i remembering yeah, it right yes now you've yeah. said it
1: that's exactly what it is and i saw them like the bracelet of silence bracelet i'm a little excited what this is gonna be yeah so when you see
0: it's coolish or foolish i was like oh I think it might be coolish. It's it's not for sale yet, so it's this invention by this uh, this guy. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I closed my <laughs> article, so now I'm like trying to remember. It. But essentially, it jams up signals to Alexa so that Alexa can't eavesdrop on your conversation. So this is this is a tech move for privacy. Mr. Zhao is his name. I love the way he
1: came up with it because
0: he wanted an Alexa to put his music on in the office and
1: his wife said no, obviously, because it hears everything you say. He misunderstood her saying no as yes and bought the Alexa and she said, turn that thing off, it's listening. So what he did was rather than turn it off, he created this bracelet that jammed it up when they were talking so that it couldn't eavesdrop on their conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's...
0: it's a really cool idea. I was looking at, the, he's got the uh, the code or whatever in GitHub. So you could look at that if, if you're a technical person and want more of the technical details on this thing. But this is an article. I put the link in the chat and I'll include it in the show notes. It was in the New York Times and I thought the whole story behind it was really fascinating and also opened up that conversation about privacy and how we are being listened to and what that means for us and how that information could potentially, how how that information is being used now and how that information could potentially be used. He was talking that there's, there should be an etiquette that, if, if you have Alexa devices in your home that you need to make your guests aware of it. Mm, absolutely. Imagine if there was Alexas
1: in, in people's offices, like, or, you know, places of business. It just opens up a whole, oh, so many privacy concerns. But I'm interested
0: to know, Jen, do you think it's coolish or foolish? You know what? I'm going to go coolish. I also like the look of it, even though it's rather large. It's very steampunk looking and I think if they came out with some colors and if they could maybe shrink down the size a little bit, I don't know. What is it like? It's Oh gosh, you've got to see the picture. It's almost like wearing a small uh, tire around, around the wrist. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a one size fits all. But if you're a small person, I have a feeling it will just slide right off of your arm. But it is kind, it is very. Um, it's got a little bit of a cool factor to it. So I'm going coolish. Awesome. I've got a foot on either side
1: of the fence. <laughs> From the tech perspective, it is the coolest thing ever because I don't like the fact that we're all plugged into the system. I think that it needs a little bit of work on the fashion oh. side. <laughs> I was like, that thing almost reminds me, you know, like in the eighties, we had those, you know, leather bands with the studs on yeah. them. It reminds me of something like that. And I was it's just like,
0: clockwork orange. Oh, <laughs> very, that's exactly
1: what it is. Clockwork, clockwork orange. orange, which is fitting,
0: yeah. I think so. Yep. And, and, out. and
1: being out. a small person, it probably would sit around my neck a little bit easier than around my wrist. So I didn't like it from the fashion sense, but I am, I'm, I'm curious how heavy it
0: is. It, looks like it, <laughs> it, looks- it could also maybe be a weight for you to work out with. <laughs> I don't know,
1: but I love the idea.
0: I, I love the idea. And you know what? I think this is uh, for those entrepreneurial and uh, angel investor types out there. I think there's a lot of potential money that is going to be going into developing devices like this that will protect our privacy on a day-to-day basis. In the article, it goes in to mention some other things that have been invented to block, uh, like one was the uh, these glasses that block the infrared uh, mm-hmm. signals from cameras. So when if you're on a public camera, it just blurs out your face and there's a picture wow. to show it. So I think this is something that as a society we're getting increasingly sensitive about and I can see a lot of business opportunities erupting yeah. in this space. So keep an yeah. eye on privacy Absolutely. tech. I think it's going to be something that we are going to be seeing a lot more of. That's my prediction. Yeah, and I'm with you on that one. Thanks, Sam. I love it when we agree. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Sometimes. Every once in a while. Absolutely. What's grinding your gears this week, Jen? Oh gosh. I feel like this whole episode was about uh, grinding my gears. Okay. Well, I picked something that was relevant to our topic and it is bad business cards. Grind my gears. What's a bad business card you ask? Hey Jen, what's a bad business card? <sighs> okay. A bad business card to me is <laughs> so many things. Small text on business cards drives me crazy as a person who is over 40. I did you know that at 40 your your eyesight just gets worse. There's no mm-hmm. stopping it. Your your eyesight just goes downhill. It's just a sign <laughs> of aging. That's what my optometrist told me as I was wiping my tears. So you know, you have to be cognizant of accessibility factors and, and actually any aspect of your business. But since we're talking about networking, let's talk about accessibility on business cards. Make sure people can read your phone number. I have I have actually been given business cards that even with my glasses on, I cannot decipher what is on them. It, wow. It's too small, too small, too light. I can't read it. I get mad. It reminds me of my aging eyes. I cry and I throw the business card away. Um, <laughs> I am also not a a fan of business cards that are weird shapes that don't fit into pockets like in your mm-hmm. wallet or in your your cell phone case. Mm-hmm. And I'm just stuck trying to stuff this weird business card somewhere that annoys me to no end. I don't like glossy business cards because I can't write on them. If I want mm-hmm. to make a note, mm-hmm. okay, that makes me mad. And I also just don't like uber fancy business cards, which like the Moo cards, I used to be a big fan of I'm like, oh, these are so nice. But now they just get on my nerves. Really? I just, I, they just, they irritate me. There's something about it. Cause I'm like, it's a business card. It's not something that's meant to be framed. I mean, it's not something that's like, it's just, they typically get like, the information gets inputted and then it gets put into a landfill. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be so thick? Why does it have to be so expensive? Why does it have to be so expensive that you don't even want to give it to me because it costs a dollar and you want to make sure you're giving it to somebody that's actually going to do business with you? I don't know. I just. The statement that it's making is just, it's too much for for me. I just, just give me a regular old cheap business card on recycled paper, non-glossy with a 12 or point or above font and I'm happy. Is it too much to ask, Sam? Is it too much? Well, what I was just about to say is
1: let's do a bit of a shout out for anyone that could possibly run into Jen in the DC area at a networking event. Please have specific Jen business cards so that she stays
0: happy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to start throwing, like if you give me a business card that's an odd shape, I'm just going to throw it back at you. Oh, wow. I'm well, just going to, I'm going to get really bratty. What?
1: I'm, I think I'm going to be the person that you would be annoyed at. I oh don't even God. have business cards.
0: Oh, what do you do? Ooh. You just, you do, do you do the scan thing? Do you have a scan? So I, can... I
1: will say to someone, I haven't got any business cards on me. Would you like to connect on social media or do you have a card that I can take? Oh, I'm so speechless. This, I, I know. I was just about oh. to say, I don't think I've ever seen you that quick. I don't know what to do with this information. (laughs) So, that might be, that might have to make it to another episode, but I don't have
0: business cards. Okay, we're going to have a whole episode on how to survive without a business card. (laughs) It actually bothers everyone else way more than me. Oh, but I I wish we had more time because I feel like this could be a a whole discussion because I I think there is an anti-business card movement. Yeah, because I'm like, well, everyone's on social
1: media. So why do I need to buy these bits of cardboard that I'm going to put into landfill?
0: Because no one keeps them. Okay, Brent loves you. Brent just loves you. Sam's approach (laughs) is likely way more effective since it puts the power of connection in her hands. 100% Brent.
1: Brent, That's exactly
0: right. (laughs) Brent's, that's fine, (laughs) Brent's. <laughs> fine. It's fine, Brent. S- Thanks, Brent. I'll send my check in the mail. <laughs> Brent, who loves Sam's approach of no business cards. Okay, fine. Oh. Fine. What's grinding your gears, Sam? Well, I didn't, I don't have a grinding
1: my gears. I didn't do it again. No, I, no, this I, is unacceptable. This is it,
0: unacceptable.
1: No, no. Oh my goodness. What's, what's grinding my gears are, is probably that I didn't do my homework and didn't do grinding my gears, but I do have one cool thing. So I'm oh, going to segue just beautifully into one cool thing. Please do. I almost
0: forgot about one cool thing. Oh,
1: this is my favorite bit. We can tell how different we are, right? <laughs>
0: we're <laughs> and we're like not really. Laurel like and good Hardy, and we are. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk Wait, about so the one this cool is thing. Actually,
1: it's an app that I have on my iPad, and I've actually used this app for years. So it's not new, but I wanted to share it first for people like me who love creating visual things. So I use this app called and it's called Paper by WeTransfer. It's a it's a drawing program. And the reason I love it so much is for two reasons. One, I can use Reflector app, and if I'm doing a group coaching, call. I can uh, draw out, you know, a funnel or, a, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing on a group coaching call. Cause there's a lot of people that need the visuals to learn. I'm one of them. I can't just learn just by listening. Uh, and the other way I do it is I use it so much for outsourcing. So on on I had a group coaching call with my clients this morning and they asked if I could create a couple of templates. So all I did was quickly drew it up on my iPad, took a screenshot and sent it straight off to my design team. And it's just, it's out of my head and it's, Done and it's dealt with. So I absolutely love paper. Paper. Nothing fancy, but it's just such a time saver.
0: Everything you just said blew my mind. Really? Yeah. I, I hope you put the, the link in the notes so I can we will we can absolutely put a link in the notes.
1: And I have and he, here's the little tip. So you can get a free version of it. I pay, I think it's you know something like $7.99, like nothing. I pay, so I love doing Venn diagrams. There's a when you have the paid version of the app. There's a little, um, a little icon at the bottom that you click so that when you draw a circle, it automatically perfectly goes into a circle. Oh, stop it. I That's know. So How good. exciting is that? How exciting is that? It's so <laughs> exciting. Yes. So exciting. Sorry. Right. we pop that in the show notes, but what's your one cool thing, Jen? All right. Well, do you like books, Sam? Do you like to read? Oh my goodness.
0: I love reading. I'm a book nerd. I am also a book nerd. I'm a business geek, but a book nerd. <laughs> Who wants to date me? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just kidding. I'm married. (laughs) Off the market. Uh, um, (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm Uh, late and I'm on (laughs) on cold (laughs) medicine. It's my only excuse. I discovered this Amazon competitor called bookshop.org, and they are taking on Amazon by supporting indie bookstores. Ooh. So um if you go to their site, they have this model. You can you can purchase books. It's uh from what I can tell, it's it's real books, not ebooks. Uh, I don't know if that's going to change or not, but you, you, and they have all sorts of curated lists and you can search. When you purchase a book through bookshop.org, they have a, a model where 10% goes to the author, 10% uh, goes into a pool that gets split among the indie bookstores that are signed up with bookshop.org and 10% goes to whoever shared that, that link or the published the link to bookshop org so they go into great detail they're still in beta and as of right now so they're brand new they've raised six thousand four hundred seventy dollars and sixty three cents for local bookstores and they keep that tally on the site for you so they're very transparent very transparent about how it works how you can be an affiliate uh, both as an individual and a bookstore they talk about why they're doing it and the um, the ceo the guy who started this he is very fam- uh, familiar and well known in the indie book Space. Uh, he created LitHub, which is a, a well known blog, literary blog. Aleka's. He's done a bunch wow. of stuff in the space. He's very accomplished, and he he did this for all the right reasons. I'm I'm really excited. I love uh, local bookstores. I want them to stick around. I think they're just a cornerstone of of any community. So um, I really want him to succeed. So I'm gonna you know share this this link in the show notes, and I hope. For all you book lovers out there, you'll consider purchasing your books uh, through bookshop.org. So it sounds like it's just at the moment, it's just a US site? I think so. Yes, that's what it, that's what it looks like, but I can see this going global. I don't see why. I was why supposed it, about to say, I hope, I hope that goes global because yeah. things oh, love books too. Yeah, I don't see why not. And I read an article on Lit Hub recently was as I was researching this, this company or this business, and uh, they said that in 2019, more people went to libraries than, or went to libraries more often than they went to the movies. Oh, it's not lost. That is still reading books, people. Fantastic! is that
1: Fantastic! Awesome! It's been great hanging out with you here today, Jen. It's, Just yeah, the girl. It's the great I, mean, you I miss, did I miss Joe. Jo, definitely jo. miss
0: Joe. We jo. jo, but we'll we, be but back was, next week.
1: Yes. Lots of love to Joe. And but thank you everyone for tuning into today's show. Head over to the Business Geeks Podcast Facebook page if you haven't been there, and we will have a discussion thread right below this video so if you've Hello. got any questions or any takeaways definitely leave them down there like Mary Sue's just figured out that you have a bird on your shoulder Jen so Mary Sue you have to go back and find
0: out why Jen has birds on her shoulder There today. is a reason and a little bird told me we are going to be back next Tuesday 8pm live we also record this as a recorded audio podcast please tune in tell your friends share the show it really does help us we're just getting started and uh, we really want this to be something for you and we want it to be successful so thanks for for tuning in and making us happy to be doing this because of your questions and comments were so much fun.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.